Hello and welcome to Energy Medicine, the podcast hosted by Dr. Mary Sanders, a visionary medical intuitive and chiropractor. I'm Dr. Mary, and today's episode, we're diving deep into the world of energy-based modalities, exploring how they serve as powerful tools to align your mind, body, and spirit. Get ready for a transformative journey as we unravel the mysteries of energy medicine and discover the keys to unlocking your true potential for health and vitality. Today's guest is Dr. Rosemarie Rutecki. We'll be diving into the realm of holistic health where Dr. Rutecki's expertise shines in uncovering the root cause of health challenges. Today, we will be focusing on fortifying the microbiome in cellular health, and she will guide us towards a balanced, vibrant state of well-being, ensuring that every aspect of health is nurtured from the inside out. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Dr. Mary, and I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and visit my website at www.drmarysanders.com to download a free guide to boost your energy centers to experience more clarity, purpose, and vitality. We'll be right back after this short message. Welcome back to the podcast, Energy Medicine. My name is Dr. Mary Sanders, and I am your host. Listeners, I want to express sincere appreciation for your time and energy in joining us today on the show. I have a wonderful guest. Um, her name is Dr. Rosemarie Ritecki, and she's a distinguished pharmacist from the Midwestern University School of Pharmacy in Chicago. She's also a board-certified functional medicine trained at the Institute of of Functional Medicine. And get this, everybody, she excels in identifying the root cause of bodily imbalances, focusing on nutrition, digestion, detoxification, immune functions, hormones, and metabolism. So Dr. Rutecki's comprehensive approach empowers clients to attain optimal health and peak performance. Now, with all of that said, listeners, she is going to be sharing and honing in her conversation specifically around microbiomes. What are they? How do we balance them? And why are they so important for our overall health? And one of the things that I find most impressive about Dr. Rutecki is that she also has a background in yoga and mindfulness from the Institute of Mindfulness Meditation at the Omega Institute. She believes that energy medicine is all about tapping into your own body's own, your powerful energy from within to heal and balance itself. And it's this amazing inner strength that we all have, and we can naturally guide us towards better health and wellness. The title of today's podcast is Mastering Health at Its Core, Strengthening the Microbiome in Cells. This is going to be an exciting episode, listeners, so please join me in welcoming Dr. Rosemarie Rutecki. Hi, Mary. How are you? So excited to be here. Yes. Thank you for your time in advance. I know you have a very busy schedule and practice. Um, I really wanted you to be a guest on the podcast because we've had several different 
guests in the past that have talked about the importance of microbiomes, but nobody's really gotten into the depth of explaining the what, the how, the why. And I know that you have a story that shares with us why you specifically have um, specialized in microbiome and cellular health. So can you share a little bit about your professional history and why you are so fascinated about microbiomes? Well, I have, uh, I'm going to make the long story short. Um, when my daughter, when my son was born, my daughter shut down for her. It was like a very uh, traumatic event, right? Like somebody came to the family and now it's not mommy and me. And then she stopped talking to strangers. And then I find out that she has something that's called selective mutism. And these kids get so anxious that they stop talking, right? They're selectively mute. She was talking to us, family members. She was talking at home. As soon as she was leaving the house, she would stop talking. So I started researching and looking for ways to help her because a lot of these kids, they grow up as adults and they have no communication with anyone that is not their close family or friends. So the more I learned about it, the more preoccupied I got at Samong because I wanted to fix that. I wanted to find the root cause, why she's scared, why she's not talking and all that. We did a lot of energy work. We did a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy at home. So peaceful, so loving environment. So she didn't have any of the, you know, triggers for her to start something like that. So when we were able to get her to start talking, like when she lose her fear, she was like, I was just scared that what was going to happen if people hear my voice? You know, she put that on her head and I'm like, nothing is going to happen. Everything is fine. Right. And then she got, gained more confidence and she started talking. And then when I saw her that she was regressing a little bit, I'm like, I need to find the root cause of her, you know, anxiety. And that's how I found functional medicine. So functional medicine, my daughter pretty much directed me to functional medicine. So that's the beauty of our children. You know, if we're open to experience the, the, the amazing thing of being, of being parents, they are going to teach us and they're going to guide us too. So I learned about the uh, relationship within your gut microbiome and anxiety, depression, and tons of emotions because we make a lot of neurotransmitters in our gut. So sometimes if you might be feeling depressed or anxious, it could be because your gut microbiome is sad, right? It's not being nourished with the nutrients it needs to thrive. And within other things in functional medicine, I learned, you know, to make her healthier, stronger, and also balance her emotions with the right foods, right? And also for me, you know, she helped me uh, because I was having a lot of gut issues. I was having a lot of hormone issues. I was having a lot of fatigue after I got my children that a lot of females, they get their hormones unbalanced. They got a lot of gut issues. They get very fatigued, cortisol, adrenal. So that was me. So she helped me so much, right? She helped me, she got me to help her and she got me to find my passion. And now I'm helping others. What a lovely story. I'm so sorry that your daughter had to go through that. Um, it sounds like it was a tremendous healing opportunity and also a challenge for her. But it feels as though as a family, you've healed. Um, oh, not yeah. only individually, but as a family as well. So what a beautiful and dynamic story. And it emphasizes why you're so passionate about microbiomes. So can we talk about, can we go back to some of the basics for the listeners and for myself? Can we go back as to what exactly 
are microbiomes. We've had several people talk about it. Why is there a buzz around microbiomes and what's the importance? You keep mentioning cellular health. So can you paint the overall picture for us so we can ask more um, complex questions moving forward? Yes. So the gut microbiome is the combination of viruses, bacteria that are friendly, that they live inside of us, right? Uh, Sometimes people think, oh, viruses are bad, bacteria are bad. No, we, we have trillions of them inside of us and they're our happy community. And their role inside of us is keeping our immune system strong. 80% of our immune system is in our gut microbiome. Uh, Also uh, digesting the food, absorbing the nutrients and the minerals. All that bacteria is in charge of all that. They take the food that we eat and they convert it into fuel for our colon and on uh, our colonocytes, right? All that butyrate reach and, and that energy to help us thrive. And then when our gut microbiome uh, doesn't have enough of that gut bacteria, the friendly one. That's when we started our gut microbiome and say, okay, I am hungry. I'm looking for food. Then starts like moving towards other parts of our body. Like a lot of people might experience something that is called small bacteria intestinal overgrowth and that's SIBO. That's when the bacteria of the colon is starving and then it moves up to the uh, small intestine to look for, to look for food. But when it's there, because it doesn't belong in the small intestine, people start having a lot of issues like bloating and constipation or diarrhea and a lot of IBS, right? And that's because the gut is like, I'm hungry. Are you going to feed me? Right? A lot of people might have issues too uh, when their gut microbiome is not balanced because they're having a lot of antibiotics and antibiotics swipe pretty much our flora. And in some cases, it can take six months to two years to repopulate that. And a lot of people don't know how to repopulate. And then as when we're, I remember when I was a kid, I took so many antibiotics. Uh, You know, every month I was with an antibiotic and a lot of kids grow up like that too. I was always having gut issues. I was very constipated. I was very bloated. I was allergic to the environment. I was allergic to food. I was, I was a hot mess. I needed antihistaminics because I would react. Of course, my immune system was weak. I was not feeding or rebalancing back that gut microbiome. I was having a lot of SIBO, small bacterial intestinal overgrowth, right? So that's things that happen when we don't take care of our gut microbiome. So they are our family inside of us and we have to take care of it. Otherwise, we're going to get sick. Not only with digestive issues, a lot of people might experience cardiovascular conditions. They have been linked to uh, gut microbiome. Uh, neurological disorders like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's also have been related to poor gut microbiome. Uh, the same thing with autoimmune conditions like rheumatoid arthritis, uh, MS, lupus also have been related to poor gut microbiome. A lack of sleep, unbalancing your hormones, being tired, problems with your thyroid. So I always tell my clients, think about your gut microbiome as the boss. And if the boss is unhappy, it's going to let us know somehow. For some people, it will be gut issues. For some people, it will be their skin. For some people, it will be that they had their brain fog. They can't remember things. For some people, they might be anxious or depressed. So different symptoms same root cause. Hmm. Hmm. 
So what I'm hearing from you, Dr. Rosemary, thank you for sharing all that wisdom with us, by the way, but what I'm hearing from you is that the microbiomes are the bugs that literally lay the foundation for our overall health and immunity. 100%. And there are many different, there's a plethora of symptoms that can be related to um, an overgrowth of one bug creating an imbalance of all the other microbiomes within the gut. And the gut refers to not only the stomach, the lining of the stomach, but also the intestinal system, the large and the small intestines. And I know you talk about SIBO, which is a small intestines overgrowth, bacterial overgrowth. Um, but again, that ties into the idea that we have a permeable intestinal lining that allows for the bacteria to go from the intestinal system into the circulatory system, yep. which is the, the blood flow, and it can travel back up to the brain, if I'm hearing you correctly, then it alters the neurotransmitters within the brain, which can then set the stage for po the possibility of neurological disorders. Exactly. You have listed. Yep. So let's, what, and you're talking about, I think you said the word that we have trillions of bacteria and viruses found with all the systems within our physical body. And I, and I heard you say that antibiotics and lifestyle choices can alter the balance. So let's say that somebody who's listening is like, wow, okay, so she's talking about emotional or mental issues. Let's say she's talking about anxiety. She's talking about depression. She's talking about emotions and mood. And she's also talking about, you mean I can have physical symptoms such as uh, Hashimoto's or thyroiditis or uh, appendicitis or, or, or pancreas issues as a result of imbalances within the microbiomes. Yeah. I guess what I want to hear from you, if you would, I know you talked about symptoms that possibly represent imbalances, and you talked about what the causes are for imbalances. How do we then balance? If we intuitively feel as though our gut microbiome is out of balance, what are the top tips that you would provide to the listeners for reinstating that balance. You talked about antibiotics. It can take six months to a year to even two years to repopulate the microbiome. So how do we do that? The best way to repopulate your gut microbiome is eating foods that are high in fiber and fermented foods. So my, here in my house and with all my clients, I tell them, get fermented foods. And what are fermented foods? kimchi, kefir, sauerkraut, okay? Those things that are fermented, they're really good for you. Uh, tons of fiber, apples, pears, raspberries, strawberries, broccoli, asparagus, all that our gut microbiome loves. That's the, it gets converted into really good fuel for microbiome to thrive. Okay. So when you talk about the fermented foods, those primarily support the prebiotics, 
Yes. And the prebiotics will be the foundation for developing the probiotics. Mm-hmm. The probiotics. Okay. And that helps to diversify the, the gut biome. Yes. So they did a study on Stanford University and they were comparing fiber with uh, fermented foods. And they actually found that fermented foods increase more your gut microbiome diversity. So more of your gut bacteria. So let's say that you have been growing up and in a diet that is very lack of fiber, you're not eating too much nutrients, you're eating a lot of fermented foods, you're taking a lot of antibiotics and other medications like steroids, medications like uh, proton pump inhibitors, those are the antiacids that are over the counter now, uh, oral contraceptives, medications for inflammation, like a leaf, you know, pain medications like that. All those medications alter your gut microbiome. And now you are like, okay, I'm learning now that I need to repopulate my gut flora. I'm having some gut issues. My immune system is weak. I'm getting sick constantly. Start eating more fermented foods. Start eating more fiber in terms of fruits and vegetables and slowly start taking out all the foods that doesn't have any fiber, like your fried foods and chips and, you know, things that people like to eat a lot and snack on. If you're hungry, snack on fruits and veggies, snacks on nuts and seeds, eat lean protein, things that your gut microbiome is going to be like, oh, this makes me feel really good. And that's pretty much the start of my program. We start basically doing nutrition first. We're using food as medicine to heal the gut microbiome and to put back what it needs because the gut microbiome will take the food and it will utilize it to create, you know, to grow more, to be happy. And if the food that you're eating doesn't have the nutrients, the polyphenols, the fiber that you need, then the gut microbiome is going to be like, well, I'm hungry. And then people might start feeling hungry and they start eating more processed foods, right? When people eat Mm -hmm. processed food, it gives them to eat more and more and more and more. Hmm. As I listen to you, I'm just sitting with the idea that a lot of Americans are overusing over-the-counter um, NSAIDs or pain relievers. And for how long they depend on that medication and the damage, they are unaware of the damage that they're doing to their gut biome, let alone, you know, talking about the years that women are on oral contraception. Mm -hmm. So we're not thinking about those things, you know, at the time, but we definitely, the consequence of not repopulating or balancing the gut biome leads to some pretty severe physical and emotional and mental uh, imbalances in the long run. So we talked about the prebiotics, right? That then, you know, that leads into the balance of the uh, balancing the probiotics. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the fermented foods and adding those into our diets. What about the probiotics, because there's so many different probiotics that are available to us uh, over the counter. If you go to Whole Foods or, you know, depending upon if you're looking in the refrigerated section versus the um, unrefrigerated section, can you share with us, the listeners and myself, um, what are we looking for in a probiotic? Because you can get 30 um, million different strands. You can get 50 million. I mean, there's so many different things on the market. What do you recommend? So for probiotics, what I recommend for people is to use food as medicine. So use the fermented foods and the prebiotic foods like green bananas, artichoke, asparagus, 
things like that, that will create more of that. Because when you purchase all these probiotics, you don't know exactly what your microbiome needs. If you're working with a functional medicine practitioner and then they test your gut microbiome and they can see your commensal flora, what you need, then that's when I recommend a specific probiotics. Because what happens is if you don't need a probiotic, let's say that you have an overgrowth and then you put a probiotic on top of that, you are going to exacerbate the symptoms. So people that might have SIBO, when you give a probiotic, they might make the SIBO worse, the constipation worse. For someone that has low commensal flora, a probiotic will be amazing, right? Because they don't have flora. They don't have enough bifidobacterium or lactobacillus. And if you don't have enough of that, then it's good to put them back. But probiotics are placeholders. They're not going to help you repopulate. You will have to take them continuously to, you know, to feel better. So that's what I want to work with my clients. We work on, okay, we're going to do targeted probiotics if you need to. And we're going to work on food to continually make more probiotics so your body can make more of it. Okay, so you just said artichokes, you said asparagus. Broccoli, so artichokes, broccolis, green bananas are great because uh, they're more prebiotic, high in prebiotic content. Tons of green vegetables and tons of fruit too helps repopulate your gut microbiome. So a diet high in, you know, lean protein. So if you can, you know, lean protein, organic grass-fed, if it's available to you, that would be the first option. And then tons of fruits and tons of vegetables. And you will notice how you f- good you're going to feel. Your energy levels are going to improve. Your bowel movements are going to improve. You're going to start feeling better. When you balance your gut microbiome, your hormones are going to get better because we also metabolize excess mm-hmm. estrogen in our gut. And we have an enzyme that is called beta-glucuronidase. And um, that's something that we can test. And if that enzyme is elevated, it's telling me that you're having issues detoxifying and eliminating excess estrogen in the body. So you might be more estrogenic and then that can lead to having more painful periods, having more PMS symptoms, having more acne, and it could be a high risk for estrogen-related cancers like breast mm-hmm. cancer, endometrial cancer. So your gut can do so much for you. And it's like the first intervention and, and using, and that's something that I learned in the Institute of Functional Medicine, we have to use food as medicine. And in medicine, we have forgotten that. We use medications, prescription medication as the first medicine for our patients. And that's why we're so sick because doctors are not talking about nutrition. We're not talking about lifestyle changes. We're not talking about movement. We're not talking about meditation. We're not talking about community. We're not talking about the people that we are connected with because our gut microbiome communicates with the microbiome of the people that we're together. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the research that has found. So, you know, that they said that you are the five people that you spend the most time with. Same thing happens with the microbiome. So when I test families, when I test me and my kids and my husband, we all have similar microbiomes, right? Because we're sharing microbes are always together. So w- with the people that you are, also the microbiome is going to interact. As we age, our microbiome is going to lose diversity too. So I know you have listeners that want to work on longevity. So if we want to be healthier and have a better mind and our immune system more robust, working on the gut microbiome will keep us healthier. So there's a correlation lower gut microbiome, then we're closer to, you know, to, to the end of our, you know, life. 
Okay, so I'm going to go back. We were talking about probiotics and you said, you know, I'd rather use food than use a probiotic because we don't know which specific bacteria that we might be deficient in or we might have an overgrowth in. So I'm assuming as a functional practitioner, you are doing stool testing with your patients in order to get a functional read on the balance of the bacteria. Is that a safe assumption? Yes, I do for uh, gut testing. Okay. And so um, in the stool sampling through Geneva and some of the other organization comes up with a high degree of specificity. So when you find a female, whether she be in reproductive years or whether she be in menopause or postmenopause, are you doing, what are you using to determine the imbalance of the gut microbiomes as it influences the estrogen levels? Are you using something such as the Dutch panel? Are you using dried urine samples? Are you using saliva? Are you using blood? How do you determine if you feel as though intuitively your hormones are out of whack as the direct result of your microbiomes? What's the best testing? So I use Dutch testing, and that's good for someone that is in perimenopause. If someone is already in menopause, then blood work will be better, right? Just to determine what are their actual levels of hormones are. And then if that person needs hormone replacement therapy, you can use the dry urine to evaluate how is that estrogen going or converting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I do. I check and that's very important. I also check for adrenal health and that's something you can also do with the Dutch test. Uh, Cause I, a lot of people that are having hormonal issues and low testosterone or low estrogen, it might be because their adrenals are low, right? And that might be the reason why they're so fatigued. And a lot of people are putting hormone replacement therapy, but if you don't look at the adrenals, then you are not fixing the the hierarchy, right? You first work on adrenals, then you work on the thyroid, then you work on sex hormones, right? We don't like to patch. We like to look at the root cause and the root cause of your hormone imbalance might be common because your adrenals and who doesn't have adrenal symptoms after coming out through, you know, 2020, everything that we experience, all the stress, the isolation, traumatic events, family situations, a divorce, losing someone in your family that you love, all those things affect our adrenal health and our adrenal health, high cortisol affect our gut microbiome, creating leaky gut. And as you were talking, releasing all that to our bloodstream, our bloodstream see all that as intruders, right? I'm going to attack. What are these food particles or all these organisms doing in the blood? It mounts an immune response, creates inflammation, inflammation in the brain. And it's that back and forth of attack that is created by high cortisol, right? So mm-hmm. that's what we have to, and I love the work that you do, the energetic work, because we could be eating healthy, exercising, but if we don't work on our energy, on our past traumas, you know, all those things, we're going to continue being in this hyperbilijan state, right? In sympathetic high cortisol state that is affecting our gut microbiome too. Hmm. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to something that you said earlier. And I'm, and I know that this is going back to our original conversation. You said prebiotics and adding fiber. And oftentimes I don't think that the Americans truly look at fiber as a source and a way to prevent, whether it be like an apple pectin fiber or a citrus fiber as a way to prevent 
polyps and the possibility of colon cancer. And I think that when I look at the research, and we we know that colonoscopies, the idea of performing them is getting, you know, starting now, it's no longer 50, it's starting at 45, and that we want to prevent the onset of polyps. And, and, and I can't help but to believe that the more that we focus on the gut biomes, the more we talk about prebiotics, probiotics, and fiber, along with lifestyle and dietary changes, that we would see a huge shift in the probability of colon cancer. I'd like to hear your opinion on that. I agree with you. Our diet, our American diet is so low in fiber, right? We don't eat eating enough vegetables. We're not eating enough fruit. We're eating a lot of processed food, a lot of bread, a lot of pasta, highly refined, no fiber into it. And uh, at least we need minimum 25 grams of fiber in our diet, right? And we have, as you said, we have seen studies that, relationship between the amount of fiber that we eat not only prevents um, colon cancer, it also helps with heart disease, dementia, right? Because when you feed the gut microbiome, you also lower the incidence of cardiovascular disease, of uh, brain disease, improve your immune system. So fiber, sometimes people think about powders that they have to take, but fiber is food, is vegetables, right? So pears, raspberries, apples, broccoli, green beans, asparagus. If you tolerate beans, beans have a lot of fiber too. Um, That'll be a case by case. Fermented foods, all those things are rich in fiber. And that's what we want to increase the fiber. And if you're a person that you don't eat enough fiber, then we can do some powder fibers that are available, that are uh, pharmaceutical grade supplements, uh, that can help the person increase their fiber content. And also when you eat fiber, we have to hydrate ourselves because hydration is important to move the stools out of the body. Okay, I have one last question and this is intuitively based. So I feel as though one of the listeners is sending me energetic messages to ask, <laughs> and that is you're talking about aging and, mm-hmm. I, and we were talking about the diversity of the microbiomes and as we age, we lose diversity. So for the listeners, I want to reiterate that diversity comes from the food choices Yes, that we make. And so we can choose, consciously choose when we go to the grocery store to pick up smaller batches of a greater variety of plant-based foods to increase the diversity so that we can then age more gracefully. Is that a true statement? Yes. Whoever sent you that, they're 100% on point. (laughs) Think about like avocados, bananas, pomegranate, you know, like the grocery store is your playground, right? Always look into the outside, right? Fruits and veggies, try different things, right? Every food will give you a different code for your cells. So even if it's a green apple or a red apple, they're different. They have different information. So diversifying. If you always eat green apples, how about trying the red ones, the yellow ones? The same thing with the carrots. The same thing with the pears, right? Different varieties of vegetables, different varieties of potatoes, of squash, of pumpkin. Your gut microbiome loves it, you know, especially pumpkin, sweet potatoes, butternut squash, eh, spaghetti squash, right? They're so rich in fiber. When I'm eating, 
what I'm doing now, because uh, that's something personal that I want to measure how much protein, how much fats, how much carbohydrates, and how much fiber I'm eating through the day. So I track my food just to see that I'm hitting the numbers that I want in terms of fiber that day. Right. And if you're having difficulties eating fiber, well, you can have pears are one of the fruits that have tons of fiber. Raspberries has tons of fiber. Dry plums or prunes has a lot of fiber. Dry dates have a lot of fiber too. Figs. I mean, it's like, I love fruits. I love fruits. I could be eating fruits all day. And that's what my gut microbiome likes to thrive. Hmm. Dr. Rosemary, I just have to express gratitude and that you're taking all of us, the listeners, and most importantly, your patients, back to the core foundation of health and well-being, and that's just lifestyle and diet. I know, I know that, and I'm not going to get on my soapbox, but I I know... I think all of us will agree that the uh, pharmaceutical industry and the insurance industry that governs over our medical model today prevents practitioners the luxury of spending time with patients. And that time means patient education, talking about lifestyle and diet. So I'm really thankful that you're showing up in this world the way that you are. Um, I know, I know that it was a hardship for your daughter to go through her life experience, but I have to express gratitude for where you are today in the space that you're holding for others. I know that you've got an ongoing program that I'd like to mention to the listeners. Can you explain a little bit about um, how you are supporting people in your practice? Yes. So I, one of my missions is to make functional medicine affordable for everyone. I know that not everyone have access to yeah, a functional medicine doctor or purchase supplements or purchase these lab testing that it's not covered by insurance and they're more expensive. And the core, as we talk today, it's nutrition, right? And if a lot of our health issues can be resolved with nutrition and basic supplementation. So I created a course that have videos and modules and recipes and ebooks to guide you to learn how to improve your gut microbiome, how to reduce the inflammation in your body, how to nourish your cells, right? Because when we eat the right foods, it goes, our gut microbiomes digest it, process it, and it goes to our cells, right? If our gut microbiome is eating things that is not, they don't have any nutrients, there's nothing that is going to go to our cells. So cellular health is the foundation also of our body, our body is made of cells, phospholipids. So if our cells are weak, that's the foundation of our home, right? And I always tell people, if you have a Ferrari or an expensive car or an expensive car, whatever is your most valuable possession, you're going to take care of it. You're going to buy the most, the best quality oil. You're going to put that purse in a bag and in a special corner in your closet. So if we treat our body as our most precious gift, Imagine what the body will give us in return, right? So that's the lesson for today, taking care of ourselves, learning how to eat better. And this is a process. We didn't learn this on school. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the time to the doctors to explain us how to take care of ourselves. So it's a very affordable $97 course. Your listeners are going to get a $10 coupon. So it's going to drop the price and it's the foundation of your health. 
Beautiful. Thank you, Dr. Rosemary. For listeners that are interested in this program, on the show notes, I will make sure to include the direct email link for you to sign up for the course. So look for it on the show notes. I also want to share with you uh, Dr. Rosemary Rutecki's website, and it is her name. So let me just spell it out. D-R- Rosemary, so R-O-S-E-M-A-R-I-E. Rutecki is spelled R-U-T-E-C-K-I. So all of her content and her offerings are available on the website. I invite you to take a look at it. There's a wealth of information, um, obviously, as you've been listening to her for, you know, throughout this podcast. And I invite you to check her out. I do think that what she says is the foundation of how we can shift our overall health and well-being. So, Dr. Rosemary, thank you so very much for your time, your energy, and your wisdom that you shared with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. And thank you, everyone that is listening. And I hope this information gets right now in the moment that you need it for your self-improvement. Beautiful affirmation. Thank you for that. Listeners, stay tuned for this quick message and we'll be right back. You have been listening to the podcast, Energy Medicine, where we are aligning your mind, body, and spirit with energy-based modality. For more information about Dr. Mary Sanders or our podcast, please check out our website at www.drmarysanders.com. Thank you for listening.